$200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES broadcast with your hosts, Soul Blazer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super NES Podcast, episode number 138, coming at you this time. Uh, as always, uh, I'm Greg, uh, one of your co-hosts of the podcast, and I say one of the co-hosts because <laughs> uh, we're in a bit of flux right now. <laughs> um, as you may know if you listening to our past episode, uh, George, my other longtime co-host, first has, because of uh, real-life real obligations, had to step back from the podcast on a regular basis. Uh, George will still be coming on the, episode, uh, the episodes every now and then as a guest host. Uh, but you know, he just simply does not have the time to be with us anymore on a regular basis. He's, he's gonna be missed. George has been a very good and steady co-host for us over the years, so I very much appreciate all the, all the support and everything he's done for, he's done for us, uh, over the years. Uh, as of right now, George, George has still agreed to edit the podcast. That may change for later on, but so again, I want to thank him very doubly much for, for all that and for all, and for his help. Um, we are in the process of trying to figure out who will take George's place. Uh, like on the podcast, so um, you know, uh, you know, a few people are here, so a few people, a few people express interest. One of them was, uh, um, you know, one of them was Ray, who joined us to join us last last week, uh, last episode for the like the Cure Instinct uh, podcast, and another person, another person who expressed interest to interest on the podcast. Uh, it's my special, is my special host that I have 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 with me on this episode, uh, Randy. Uh, so hello, Randy. How's it going? Pretty good, sir. How are you doing? Doing very well, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you again very much for taking time to be on the episode. The episode with me, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. So, Randy. So, Randy brought a game, a game to the table for us to talk about, which we'll get here. You know, which we'll get into here in a moment. Um, uh, um, as a way of intro, I usually, I usually ask, I usually ask anybody who joins the podcast these same questions, Randy. So, yeah, it's like you're not being singled out. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm so I always like first of all, I'm curious to hear about uh, your history, your history and the background with Super NES. Um, you know, how you came to the system, uh, you know, etc. Sure. So I was born in 87. So I think the NES or the SNES was what, 94, 95? 90, uh, 91 for us. Oh, uh, my bad. Yeah. Well, yep. So <laughs> I'm yep. off to a great start. <laughs> um, <laughs> so no, that's anyway. fine. Um, so yeah, that would make sense then, because I was probably about five when I got my first uh, console, and I got the uh, console that was packaged with Super Mario World. Um, so you know, right off the bat, I was kind of in probably one of the greatest games ever. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, I pretty much grew up with the uh, SNES, and uh, it was my faithful game console until I got my uh, Nintendo sixty four. Hmm. So, so like, this was your very first system. Yes. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, like, like, so, like, that's interesting, um, you know, to have, to, uh, to have somebody, you know, to, you know, it has to be, like, the perspective of, like, you know, coming from, like, 
you know, you, you, you like prime, like prime kitty age because I was already a teenager by the time the system came out. So, gotcha. um, you know, like the Super NES, the Super NES was the first, the Super NES was the first major, major purchase that I purchased that I made on my own, like my own money. So, oh, okay. Awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was, I was, um, when I got up Christmas 91, um, I mean, I was a, uh, let's see, I was going on, I was, I was 15, almost going on 16 at that point. So, okay. um, so the NES for me was like my kitty system. So that's the one I really had, um, you know, like when I was like, um, um, uh, uh, younger. So, gotcha. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, so, um. Well, uh, besides Mario World, and besides obviously this game, this game we're gonna be talking about in, in this episode, uh, what are some of your favorite, uh, are you, uh, favorite games of the system? Oh boy, um, I've always been a huge fan of Donkey Kong Country Two, Diddy, Diddy's Conquest. It's a fun uh, game, yeah. You know, like yes, like you know, graphically, yeah, graphically that game is gorgeous. I love the soundtrack to it too. Music very good too. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Rare's always made like good games. And uh, speaking of that, uh, the um, uh, Mario RPG was fun game. Yes, yeah. It's a little hard to get back to these days, I think, because like modern, uh, modern like gaming, the uh, uh, like the um, uh, modern gaming tastes. We covered the uh, like we covered the game on our podcast like a couple of years ago, and you know I, I know I you know I played it, I played it, enjoyed it, enjoyed it when it was new. It, 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 it's like just one of those games that just one of those games I think is a little, um, I think in some ways, um, you know, in some ways, in some ways, in some ways, like it's not aged very well. But, um, but the Mario series, I think, I think, which is spiritual, the spiritual sequels, so sequels to, to that game, you know, those games, uh, those games are great. Yeah, yeah, they they really are. Uh, so what else? Uh, Gradius Three uh, was another fun game. Uh, yep, yep, I, uh, yep, fun could, game. I don't think I saw the end of World One on that game for a really long time, um, and then I also got the uh, the big Bazooka Super Scope uh, pretty uh, quick yes, after yep, it, so yep. I had to play some Yoshi Safari, which uh, mm. I have very fond memories of. Yep, those are all the games that covered so far. Yoshi Safari is very weird, but it's a fun game, like what it is. So, I mean, like whoever thought of like Mario shooting enemies in the back of a Yoshi like Bazooka. It's, it's, it's like some really crazy, crazy stuff going on there. Uh, good games. Uh, anything else come to mind like right now? Oh boy. Um, other than what we're going to talk about today. Um, no, not off the top of my head. I'm sure there's a ton of them. I'm just, I'm blanking right now. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, you know, those are like, you know, good games. Um, I guess the system, um, you know, system certainly has a lot of great games. Like for me uh, personally, over the years, I think that because I was already established gamer at that point, I really, uh, I, you know, I, like you know, I really, like you know, I really gravitated towards sequels. Uh, but um, uh, like you know, like you know, new games and new games and franchises, I I already was playing and loving. So gotcha. I certainly have a very, I certainly have a very strong nostalgia like for those games. Like for example, like you know, like you already mentioned Gradius Three. It's a great game. Um, Zelda: Link to the Past is still my favorite Zelda game. Period. Hands oh down. yeah, how did so, I forget about that one? <laughs> um, Super Castlevania Four is an awesome game. Just like a really, a really great Castlevania game. Yep. Um. Uh, Super Mario World is my favorite Mario game. Period. Um, you know, uh, um, like you already mentioned, uh, Super Metroid, awesome follow up to the original like NES game. So, okay. Um, I also really enjoy like Harvest Moon a lot. That's a great game. Uh, I mean, that's a franchise. I, I that's a franchise that franchise that I played a lot over the years. 
That's you know, right. I didn't. I never really got exposed to that until the GameCube, so I've never yep. had the. Yeah, so. Yeah, the Super NES game is very good. Um, you know, uh, I mean, it, it, for a Super NES game, it's surprisingly deep. There actually is a lot to do in that game. So, okay. Um, uh, you know, Act Riser uh, was also a game I loved a lot. You know, a very like a very unique mix of like platforming, but, but platform like, like city building. So. Okay. Yep. Um, yep. And speaking about city building, SimCity on the system was great. That's a you know uh, they they you know they you know, they, they took the original PC game like it added onto it greatly. So gotcha. Uh, you know that like you know that's a very fun game. Uh, Turtles, uh, Turtles, uh, you know Turtles in Time. You know, right, that was the, the fourth one, right? Yep, yep, yeah. So uh, being you know like being a Turtles fan. Oh, Contra Three, of course, that's a great game. Yeah. Um, just Yoshi's like, Island, Super Mario World Two. Yoshi's Island, I like in theory, but. <laughs> The biggest problem I had with that game, I mean, like, you know, I can't play the game. The game itself is fun. Uh, the music, the music is great. The graphics definitely are very good. But, you know, that crying baby just drives me up a freaking wall. Yeah, yeah. I that's... cannot, I cannot stand that. Like, <laughs> ugh. That is, yeah, that just ruins the game for me, like, right there. So, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, there's a, um, you know, um, you know, there's a more, you know, there's a more obscure late game, uh, but, uh, um, um, like, uh, uh, like, you know, like, you know, there's, like, you know, there are some more, like, you know, obscure, like, you know, later game, um, you know, like, later series games of the system, the system that I really enjoyed, like, for example, like, um, you know, like, a Soul Blazer is an, you know, like an interesting take on the, there's an interesting take on the action platformer, uh, franchise. Um, you know, oh, of course, the RPGs, like, I'm a big RPG fan, so it's like Final Fantasy 3, Final Fantasy 6, um, like, you know, Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger, like, I had all those games. So, okay. But, uh, yeah, you know, always been a big RPG fan, Squaresoft certainly, had, and Squaresoft certainly, 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 like, was in their pride during the, you know, during the time period. Yeah, so. yeah, especially with Mario RPG, yeah. Oh, yeah, yep, 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 uh, yep, they helped make, uh, yeah, they helped Nintendo make it, so, but, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, you know, and do this podcast, a uh, podcast. It's like with a library this big, I knew there were a lot of games out there I had not played, like I've been exposed to. But you know, doing this podcast has been great in the sense, uh, in, the, in the sense, in the sense of both, in the sense of both revisiting older games and also discovering new ones. Okay. And um, and your game is perfect for um um I'm perfect for that case because like I never heard of this game. <laughs> so, uh, so what game? So what game did you bring to the table for us to talk about this episode, Randy? So I brought the Adventures of Doctor Franken to the table, which is a um, yeah, which is a pretty obscure, I'd say probably um, um, you know, action platformer game. Uh, uh, developed by a company called Motive Time Limited and published by DTMC, which got released, as far as I can tell, in North America only in December of 1993. So. Um, what's your, how'd you come across this game then, Randy? So growing up, I was always a huge fan of like the universal monsters, like the old school, like 30s Right, movies. okay, yep, yep, So, okay. um, I was just in my local Toys R Us one day, uh, probably close to my birthday or something, and just happened to see the cover art for this game, which is, you know, the Frankenstein monster running away from a bunch of enemies, like with sunglasses and stuff, and it just blew my little, <laughs> my little mind. Um, <laughs> so picked it up and grabbed it and that's that's kind of how i came across it mm, okay um so are you a fan of platformers in general no i i'd say i'm i'm pretty pretty comfortable with platformers um i i guess since those were like my first games that's kind of what i generally go to mm -hmm. right next yep. to rpgs right 
So you play the Kirby games and everything else like that then, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, my experience of this is a little bit different, mostly because that, you know, when I was when I was young, when I was a kid, um, you know, like on the NES, I definitely was a huge platformer fan because um, the NES, Super NES, uh, like both had a ton of platformers available, like available for them because they were like a staple and, 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 during, and, during, and during this time period, you know, like, you know, the mid 80s, like the, the mid 90s platformers were a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Um by, by Super NES days, I played some platformers, like I played the best ones, but I generally, but by then, I was kind of falling out of favor with them, and just like, you know, by the time I got to the PlayStation, I was just like, I have no interest in platformers, period, period, like anymore, so, gotcha. I, so, like, I played very few of them since then, so, uh, this is a game that I wasn't consciously, I wasn't consciously staying away from, I, I just, um, stay away from, my, uh, um, I, 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 I just never, I, you know, I honestly never heard of it. Having said, having said that, I have said that I don't think I would have picked the picked the game for the podcast otherwise because of the fact that it is a platformer. Um, gotcha. So, and you were you probably know, at the age where you were thinking like platformers are like kids' games, right? Well, I mean, with a couple exceptions. I, I mean, right. you know, there, I mean, like you know, Act Razor, for example, I mentioned before mm. that was a very like you know like gritty, gritty, pretty tough platformer as far as that uh, the platform the top the top the top stage 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 that go. So, right. I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't a hard and fast rule, but yes, a game like this that you know you have to admit it does look very kiddie. Right. Uh, oh yeah, definitely absolutely. Yeah, I mean, definitely would have like it, it. Almost feels like it. Like it almost feels like it. Almost feels like the, that. There should be tie-in, tie-in with like a cartoon or something because like, yeah, you know, the, gra the graphics look at everything. So. Yeah, no, it, it, I totally get that. So uh, I so, so like so not like so not only did I not know anything about this game, I was also very surprised to find out the research for this. That was actually part of the you know it was actually like part of a franchise. Yeah. Um, not a very not a very long not a very long lasting franchise, but there were. But there were, but there were, but there were two Game Boy games. One uh, that that also that also that also used Doctor Franken character. One came before, and one came after. Yeah. Uh, the first one, the, the first game was called Doctor Franken in 1992. Mm -hmm. um, that game, that game, uh, uh, that game was released on the Game Boy, the NES, uh, like on the Game Gear, and uh, it introduces. Um, so it introduces both Doctor Franken and also some of the characters who show up in this game, such as like you know his girlfriend Betsy for. Uh, 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 Sorry, Bitsy, for example. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so that game, so that game is like that game, kind of like where all the stuff like starts. Right. Um, so, have you played that one? Uh, you know, I, I, I've never played that specific one. I've seen videos of it. Hmm. Um, I, I, I played a little bit of it, like on the NDS. It seems like a very competent game. So, okay. But um, you know, you know, uh, you know, obviously the obviously the handheld versions suffer a little bit because of the smaller screen and whatnot. So right. But um. But you know, and then like so, this game came out in '93, like I mentioned, and then finally there was a, and then finally there was a direct sequel to the Game Boy game, uh, Doctor Franken Two, in 1997. Right. And that was Game Boy only. Um. And that one also, and that one also was set, like a set, like a set in the same, the same overall world, same characters, the same characters, the same idea, or whatnot. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. It. Um. Um. It's still, you know, it still blows my mind. I wasn't, I wasn't aware of this consciously back then, but I am now. It's like, yeah, they were, still, yeah, they were still doing black and white Game Boy games '97. It's like, wow, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like, I forget the, like, I forget the Game Boy, Game Boy Color came out when '96, I think '97, something like that. But yeah, I want to say like something that, like so. that. So yeah, there's definitely toward when the yeah, yeah, there's definitely toward. 
definitely toward the end of the 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 end of the the, the end of that the end of that lifespan of like black and white Game Boy games. Having, you know, having said that, the game having said that, this game looks fine, but you know, definitely takes advantage of the hardware. Yeah, I definitely think the the Super NES game is definitely the cream of the, <laughs> the franchise. Hmm. So these companies, so, so these companies, so these companies that developed to publish the game, um, they're they're pretty obscure. There's not they're pretty obscure. There's, um, you know, I had a hard, you had a hard time finding any information out there about the, uh, um, about the you know about these companies, uh, you know about these companies companies period. Um, here's what I, I was able to find. Mode of time limited the developers and see of this game. Well, it was active from 1990 to 19. Uh, it was actually active. It was actually active making games for a long time, from 1990 to 2000. It looks like, um, and and during and during that time span, they made games for uh, for numerous systems. They supported uh, the Amiga, the NES, the Atari ST, uh, the Game Boy, Genesis, the NES, the, the Super NES, um, uh, obviously, uh, the PlayStation. Um, oh wow! Uh, um, you know, and the computer. Uh, okay. PC. So, they mostly did ports uh, of games, um, like for example. Um, but they also, I um, yeah, but they also handled a lot of like uh, licensed licensed properties. And some of their games are very highly thought of. Uh, like for example, I mean, like for example, um, you know, they produced, um, I, you know, they produced a um, uh, the uh, the Amiga and the the Amiga and the Atari ST versions of like Gremlins Two, the new batch. Uh, they handled the Game Boy, NES, Super NES conversions of uh, uh, um, uh, Dragon's Lair, for example. Oh, okay. Uh, they handled the they handled the they handled the Paperboy conversion on Genesis. Um, they did they, they did Prince of Persia like the NES. Okay. Uh, j- j- just to mention some of their games. So like you know, not so not too many so not too many original games. Um, I guess you could say Doctor Franklin Doctor Franklin Lugs when there are like few original or um your original properties. Uh, most of uh, most of most of bread and butter was on was on making like you know like licensed like licensed games of ports or um uh like you know ports like ports or whatnot. Okay. So uh, the publisher the, the, the publisher DTMC was not active for very long. But I could find they only published games uh, published games from 1992 to 1994. Uh, all of them like all of them North America only. Uh, they published games for the Game Boy, uh, the Super NES. Um, and the, that's not one, that is not one of their system? Nope. Just the Game Boy Super NES. Okay. So, oh, wow. uh, okay. so they published games like California Games 2, uh, the, uh, the Super NES. Um, uh, they did a, uh, they published a Rama game for the Super NES as well. Uh, they published, they published a, oh, um, do you, oh, I, I remember, I remember this character. <laughs> I assume I assume this is based off the same character. I may be totally wrong here, but the name makes me. Um, but the name of the the name of the game, the name of the game makes me the name of the game make me uh make me um uh, makes me think it is. Did you ever have Did you ever have a read like a read as a kid like Tendo Power? Yeah. Do you remember like the character Lester? Yeah. They published the, uh they published it. The, I mean they published a Super NES game called Lester the, the Lester the Unlikely. So. Oh okay. Yeah. I'm assuming it's the same Lester because Lester's not like Lester's not a very popular uh, popular name, and Lester did get featured in a Virtual Boy game. So, um, so was it Lester yeah. or Nestor? Well, it was a uh, actually I think you're right. Uh, Nestor was the character's name, so never mind. So, so like it probably wasn't it. So it's a very strange name. So yeah, they weren't. 
uh, you know, the, you know, the track record publishing games is not very good. So gotcha. I can see on here in the, uh, like see here, see here in the list. So, um, so yeah, so Dr. Franken, of course, obviously we need to talk about a little bit. Dr. Franken obviously is based upon the, 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 the classic, the classic movie monster Frankenstein. Right. So, Except um, cooler. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that because the character, the character with the character was changed around a, a bit, they didn't have to worry about, uh, they, uh, you know, they'd have to worry about licensing it, licensing it, or, or, or paying the royalties or anything. So it might um, have been because, public domain at that time too. I don't know if. Yeah, I'm not sure because it's like it's it, it, because it's kind of murky and murky in those areas. Like, for example, like you know, Dracula, the book, uh, the book's in public domain, right? But the movie, uh, I mean, but the character, but the character protected, but the character is protected by copyright because of the copyright these days because he's been featured so many movies, right? Right. So. Uh, you know, and obviously Castlevania is uh, Castlevania is heavily inspired by Dracula. So right. I'm thinking that I'm thinking that the developers probably the developers probably were like, yeah, he's okay to use. We just make a few changes to him. So and maybe uh, that's why they called it Doctor Franken or something. Right, exactly. So because obviously, obviously Franken, um, because they uh, most people don't know this, but Frankenstein was the name of the Frankenstein looks like it was named the Doctor, not the monster. Correct. So, but. Um, uh, the monster, the monster was unnamed, from what I can recall. It's been a long time since I read the book, but that's my memory of it. Yeah, I, th I think you're right. I think they just refer to it as the monster or him or something like that. So yeah, so I'm assuming they'd have to pay any. Uh, um, so yeah, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, I'm assuming either because it was public domain or because the character was changing up, they didn't have to, the, you know, they didn't have to worry about like any like uh, pesky lawsuits or whatnot making this. So. Um, so yeah, so this is your pretty typical, you know, pretty typical action platformer game, like in many ways. Um, I, I, um, you know, I really don't think this game, unless I miss something, uh, unless, I, unless, 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 unless I miss something, Randy, because you obviously have a lot more experience, you experience this game than I do. But <laughs> uh, like my time playing it, I playing it, I didn't see any like surprises or surprises or twists that this game does. Honestly, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I just to say, like, it seems very like you know, competent, basic. By basic platformer. The only thing that really surprised me throughout the whole game was the fact that there wasn't a boss fight anywhere. That's in true. It. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, again, you know, again, like I said before, this game really does, yeah. Um, you know, this game really does kind of seem like kid friendly, mostly because of the fact that you know, like you know, there are some, there are some, there are some, there are some, there are some individual enemies or enemies like who can't, it's like who are like you're, you're difficult to fight. But you're right, there are no like boss fights per se. Right. So. Um, so the game, so like the game screen is pretty basic. You have your, like your, um, um, you know, um, um, it is a, uh, but it is a, uh, this is a, this is a two player game, right? I, I didn't see like a two player option. Uh, you know, if it was, I never played the, the two player. I think it was, well, I take that back. Maybe it was, and you just like took turns playing the level. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like it's uh, um so because it does show like you know who's playing like one number two up on the screen. So, oh, okay, okay. Um, so um it shows you, so it shows you basically basically your uh, your uh, um uh, like the game like the game like like the game screen like the game screen shows you your uh, um uh, your hit points left, uh, your score, number of lives, uh, number of items that you have picked up, um you know current time left, uh, that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. um. So, um, Dr. Franken, as you mentioned before, is very interestingly portrayed in this game. <laughs> uh, he's a character, all right. Yeah, he really is. Uh, it's hard to describe him. I think it's like, it's like a massive, a massive Franken head on top of, like, kid body. He's kind of, the, 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 uh, um, he's kind of like, 
like what it reminded me of. Yeah, he's almost like the proportions are almost like Beavis and Butthead style, you know? Like Oh this- yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so but uh yeah, so like you know, uh, you know, he's you know, he's like you know, he he's nicely graphically defined. I mean, you can see the I mean, I, I mean, you see, you know, his trademark eyes, you know, the the scars on his face, uh, you know, that tank top haircut that he had. Right, the um, bolts out of his neck. Right, yeah, so, you know, definitely recognizable like for what he is. So, uh, you know, the shirt, the, the shirt and shorts, the shorts he wears, uh, yeah, plays a nice touch. And the flip-flops, so. don't forget those. And the flip-flops, yes. <laughs> uh, well, you know, because, he's, so well, because, like, he's supposed to be on vacation, so. <laughs> I mean, this is uh, also a vintage 90s look, too, right? Right, yeah, so, um, you know, like, what's Five Games? Does this have a plot, like uh, a plot with it? Like it's a very basic. Um, it's a very, ba- you know, it's a very basic plot. You really, uh, um, uh, uh, you, uh, uh, I, I, uh, like you really are exposed to it. Like, like read the, you know, like read the manual or whatnot. But, um, but basically, this game is the. Uh, but basically, this game, uh, Frank, Doctor Frank, has the idea of uh, you know, taking a vacation like this girl, uh, taking a vacation like his girlfriend Bitsy. Uh, but, but Bitsy, but Bitsy, doesn't have a passport. So, um, so, so Frankie, not being the sharpest tool in the shed, because of course he's a monster without a brain, right. um, um, decides to, you know, decides to, decides the best way to get around that is just to, is just to, is just to take Bitsy apart, uh, and, uh, like, mail her parts individually to New York City. Uh, and then, like, you know, he'll go there normally, and, and, and I guess the, and so I guess the idea is to assemble, to, to, uh, and to assemble her, uh, once he gets out of the, Part of the the packages of the packages of the packages the packages back like in the post office. So, um, of course, the post office being the post office being what the post office is, some of those you know you know some of the packages some of the packages like get mislaid, and so he goes on a quest around the world trying to find the missing parts of his girlfriend. So, that's why we're going around the world. Right. So, um, there's a map that the that the, the game shows you. Um, um, I you know like between stages. So, yeah, like the overworld screen. Yep. Yeah, so you, so they go around various, yes, yeah, so you go around to various countries like the world. Um, they try to reproduce the look of the countries a little bit. I don't th- a little bit to be honest. I don't to be honest. I don't to be honest. To be honest, I I I don't think they, I, I you know I don't think they did a great job. Um, the there is there is variety in the stages. Don't get me wrong. Just you know the stages the the the, the, stages, the stages just feel like generic. Like uh, uh, you feel like um, you feel like generic generic background stage A generic background stage B as opposed to being like you know like England or America or Japan or whatever. Yeah, so, I, f- I feel like the only ones they like spent a lot of time and like really developed were like the Japan stages and like mm-hmm. maybe the New York stage. But other than that, it just feels really generic, like you said. Yes. So yeah, they, they missed a golden chance there for that, I think, unfortunately. But um, Doctor Frank is also very large. His brain's like very like you know de- um um I. Uh, I was detailed and pretty big, and that and that I think and that I think creates a problem sometimes because uh, maybe he'll differently, but it's like because he's so big, because Doctor Frank is so big, he's hit, you know, you his hitbox is huge. It can be very hard to avoid taking damage sometimes. Right. So um, yeah. Like so, yeah, because like Doctor Frank and I think he's like he's so big, his his hitbox is also like pretty big. So I so I felt like it was very easy to take damage sometimes because of that. Yeah, it's almost like you start running and can't stop quick enough before you take damage and hit somebody. Right. Yep. Yeah. So 
Um, so yeah, so as you, so uh, like so, I uh, like so counting real quick here. The game, the the the, the, the game's actually the game's actually the, the game actually has a pretty uh, good amount of stages. There's about uh, let's see, there's about uh, uh, there's about twenty stages to go through in this game. So right, um, yeah, uh, just like you know various you know various parts like around the world. So. Um, and you usually have, you usually have like four parts of bits you define like every stage. There's an icon, there's, the, the, um, there's an icon at the bottom, of the, the, there's an icon at like the bottom right of the graphic, the, uh, uh, of the screen that'll show you how you're doing, a, the, the, how you're doing that. So, but that's kind of your barometer of progress, like your progress, like you go through the stage. Right. Um, so, um, like, so the graphics themselves, we've already mentioned like the generic stages. Uh, having said that, even though stages are very generic looking, the graphics the, 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 uh, the, the graphics overall in this game are pretty good. They're not the best Super NES graphics. The, the, the graphics, uh, um, um, you know, but you know, but the most part they get the job done. Yeah, and there are there are some pretty pretty decent details in there if you look down to it. Sure. Yeah. You know, like you know, good use of colors. Um, like you know, like uh, everything's very recognizable, like what it is. Um, you know, it's a very like you know, um, they kind of present a you know. You know the overall game has a, the overall game the overall game is kind of like you know nighttime kind of creepish feel without really being like over the top. Right. So, but uh, yeah. So uh, the platforming the platforming is pretty good. Um, you know, like I said, I think this game I really was not challenged all that much playing this game. There certainly are some difficult spots, but I think overall the, the overall this game the, the, this game definitely this game definitely def, definitely does feel aimed you know kind of aimed for like um, uh, younger gamers. So. Uh, I'm curious. Was it your first time? So, like, so, like, so, revisiting this, like, so, revisiting this game again for the podcast. Was it your first time playing this? Uh, you, uh, playing this game for a while? Yeah, yeah, it really was. I had, uh, probably haven't touched this game in 10, 15 years. I mean, it was when I had it as a kid. Hmm. What do you think about the gameplay of this game now versus back then? Well, it's definitely as hard as I remember. Um, I think one of the issues with, a the sprite being so big is, you know, you get moving at such a clip and then an enemy will pop on screen and you can't like stop yourself without taking oh, damage. Oh yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also I, I, I never noticed it as a kid, but you have that health bar up there. Yes. But when you get hit, it's not like you just lose one or two, you know, one bar. It's like it, it'll drain like a quarter or a third of your, uh, sure. Exactly. Your health right. Bar. Yep. 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 So, um, yeah, I mean, I, it kind of did have the nostalgia factor, um, but it's, I don't know, it's its one of those, like, if if I hadn't played it as a kid, I probably wouldn't mess with it now, you know? Did you find the game, like, you know, like, relatively easy to go through? Um. You know, I don't, <laughs> it wasn't really as easy as I remember it. Um, I, mm, I remember okay. it being hard as a kid, but I, it definitely well, wasn't. And- yeah, as we get older, our skills our skills are not as sharp as they used to be. Uh, <laughs> right. Plus, also, you know, you know, plus also, a game like this is definitely, you know, platformers are definitely are definitely are definitely highly memory like uh, are definitely highly uh, you're highly memory like memory sensitive. Right. Um. You know. You know. You. Know, I don't know. So. So. You know. I, so I don't know if you have any experience with this. Uh, um. Experience with the. Uh, you. Know, uh. Um. Experience. Experience. Experience like the experience. The experience like the Mega Man franchise, which is like the def. Which is the which is the which is the de facto gold standard as far as platformers or platformers go, but right. um, it, but yeah, but yeah, it, but yeah, if you don't play those games regularly, you definitely your your like your skills that game definitely fall off very quickly. So, right. um, 
I, th I think that applies to this game too in some degree, just not quite to that same factor. So, um, yeah, so, uh, um, yeah, so I found the game that you relatively, I mean, like, not, I mean, not easy, easy, but definitely toward the more the easier part of, like, platforming games goes. Um, the difficult, uh, the biggest difficulty I had was actually the timer, because it's like, in some areas, it, it really wasn't very clear where the parts were hidden, so there were certain, uh, like, there definitely some stages where I, like, where I, sure, like, where I didn't run out of time, but time, but I ran very close to running out of time, because I couldn't find the parts. Gotcha. So, uh, did you... Did you did did you encounter that problem just to problem to a degree? Yeah, there were a couple stages. I think there was like a cave stage or something where it only gave you, I want to say like two minutes or something, mm -hmm. and it, it was yeah. significantly less. And man, I was <laughs> really close there at the end yeah. trying to. Um, and then there was another one. I think it was like a, uh, uh like an Aztec style uh, game where like you're getting hit, trying to hit, get hit by lightning and the only way to find the parts is um, like let the lightning hit and then run back and see if it uncovered anything you know right and I that one I got I, it took me a while to finish that up and the timer was getting pretty low on hmm yep yeah definitely definitely for sure so but oh cool okay uh yeah so you know you know, just you know just finish the graphic uh uh, the graphical part uh the enemies the enemies in this game are very uh you know are very like um you're very very i think however you know they definitely are like a very good selection of enemies then you know the enemies all look pretty good they're all like you know brightly covered that they're also you know you know you know at least the game's fair your sprite's big their sprite's big right so <laughs> um so uh, the attacks the attacks dr franklin has are, are pretty basic you have like you know, you know the headbutt the kick um so um, you know, you know, good range, good damage, they're fine, so. And then you have that, like, Hadouken special move or whatever you can Oh, connect. yes, I, I never actually use that very much, because I keep the, uh, like, very much, mostly because I just keep the, um, yeah, yeah, mostly because I, yeah, mostly because I, mostly, yeah, yeah, mostly because I just kept the, um, yeah, mostly because I just kept, like, you know, forgetting about it. Right. So. <laughs> Was it was this a game that you beat back in the day, like as a kid? No, no, no. I I got pretty far in it as a kid, but it just I don't know. I just I think something else came out. And I lost interest in it. and mm. I just never finished it. Yeah, well, you're not missing very much. Very much. The, you know, the, you know, the ending of this game is very basic. Is it? Uh yes. You're shown you're shown one graphical scene of like of like uh, of like Doctor Franken trying to put Bitsy back together again, and she's like, you know, she's like all wrong. She's like, she, you know, she's like. Yeah. Uh, she has like a, the head coming out of like one shoulder, the leg coming out of the another. Uh, <laughs> the arm where the head is, and and and, and Dr. Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, looking you know looking at a diagram of the body, scratching scratching his head, like you know going like huh, but so uh, that's it, that's the whole ending. But th there wasn't so. a final boss or anything. It was just no. There's hmm. just um, one last stage to go through, uh, and like and that's it. So that's so weird to me. I just feel like every game. And every platformer game I've ever played has some type of boss. Yeah, in it's it. very yeah yeah it's very yeah it's very unusual uh, unusual in that sense for sure. I definitely I definitely agree with you like about that. So, um, but uh, so you know you know end of the end you end it and so unfortunately in the end again it but um uh, uh you end back up in Eastern Europe. So so like you don't even get to take your vacation. So there's that. <laughs> but. <laughs> I guess I, you know, just going around the world, Dr. Franken, their guys adventure done anyway, so, but, um, yeah, yeah, if you know what you're doing, the game's not, 
Um, you know, the game's not super long. Um, you know, let's plays and whatnot and whatnot on this game and then the other thing on YouTube. They don't, you know, they, you know, they go through the entire game. They don't, you know, they only clock in about like 40, uh, you know, 40, 45 minutes. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, you know what you're doing. Um, yes, you know what you're doing. Like, it's a pretty, like, like, a pretty short game. So. Uh, what do you think about the, so, like, what do you think about the, like, what do you think about the music of this game, Randy? I honestly, I, the music was kind of cool, especially the, the intro song. Um, mm -hmm. yep. a couple of the levels, I think the first one, and then there's like a city level. I remember like really liking the music too. Um, I don't know. It, it fit the atmosphere of the game, you know? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would agree with that for sure. I mean, like, you know, it's decent music. It's nothing like you know, like amazing, but um, you know, it definitely, you know, you know, it definitely fits the overall theme of the game and how it sounds and everything. So, um, yeah, so the tracks are like, very good. You know, uh, like you know, like uh, you know, like good platform music, uh, like to play through. So. Now, I do feel like the the sound effects, like Frank, uh, Franken, well, the monsters, like kick and punching and stuff like that. His mm -hmm. noises probably could have been reworked a little better because it just yeah, sound effects are a bit weak. Yeah. Um, you kind of get the idea that this game was not like was not created by the most by the most experienced Super NES programmers and team, but, right? Or maybe they had a know. real tight time frame, you know? Yeah, something like that. But I mean, I mean, like you know, it's competent for competent for what it is, sure. But it's like it's like you know, they definitely there definitely seem to be ways. Um, you know, that the that, you know that the corners were cut as far as the as far as the actual as far as the actual production cycle of the game goes, right? So, but um. Yeah, so um, kind of getting toward our final thoughts here on this. Uh, uh, final, final, final thoughts here on this. Uh, mo most of us, most of us have already said like we thought about the game. Um, this is a, you know, this is an okay platformer. Um, it, it's like if you have a kid, for example, like maybe like your kids, uh, Randy. Um, you know, this is, you know, this is a pretty decent old school platformer, like a platform like for, like a kid to play, I think, because not only because of the theme, but also because the game's not super difficult. Yeah, it's it's so, real accessible. Like you can just pick it up and right. go for it. Yeah. So I think, so I think, I think if you have somebody like that, I certainly can recommend this game. Otherwise, you know, otherwise, you otherwise, unless you're a big fan of Dr. Franken as a character, or <laughs> um, or as, you know, or for like a obscure platformers, um, you know, it's a very like, um, you know, beyond that, like it's a very like you know, meh game. I think as far as it's concerned, not bad. There's nothing like egregiously wrong with it. It's just you not know. a hidden gem. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just a very like you know competent, decent game that you're probably gonna play for a couple hours, be bored with, and move on. Right. So, um, so you've already shared your thoughts on this game now. Um, what do you? So, uh, nostalgia obviously, uh, obviously has a big like has a big like has a big impact on things. Um, uh, anything else come to mind as far as like you know, uh, I, I, uh, you know, as far as your, uh, you know, as far as your thoughts, or experiences playing this game now versus your memories of um, playing as a kid? Not really. Um, the some of the enemies are a little weird. Uh, I mean, you you obviously have to take some of that with a grain of salt in some mm -hmm. of these yep. games, but uh, right, you know, I get like the ghosts and the reapers and stuff like that. But I think a couple of the levels didn't they have like vacuum cleaners or like yes, yep. kind of weird stuff like that. Yeah, there are traps. Uh, yeah, you know there are traps. Uh, um, you know traps in some of the levels too. So, but uh, I mean nothing that kills you like immediately. No, uh, well, 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 unless you found it, you know, uh, unless you found out a pit or something. But so, um, but yeah, so um, um, 
so yeah so i think you i think you kind of summarized it or you summarized the best earlier earlier like i said you you know that you, you know that you, um you like you didn't have any experience in this game as a kid if it was a game if it was a game you probably wouldn't give a second look to right so I, th I think it's a pretty you know pretty good summary of the game right there so <laughs> i mean the one thing uh, it does have going for it right now is i think it's still pretty cheap to come across so it is yes we'll talk about it here in a moment oh, so sorry um, i jumped uh, on no that, i know it's fine um just like you know um um you know you know, like you know there's no you know I, I, um you know just gonna finish up by saying like there's um you know there's no cheat or t uh cheat cheat codes or hints or, or, or tips or anything like this game nothing hidden so uh no not many not many reviews of the game uh this game this game this game seemed like it was like pretty obscure probably got a very small uh, like small part run because it wasn't a very big developer wasn't a very big publisher so uh nothing it's just like not like like not a lot of copies copies are made i cannot find any i cannot find any contemporary contemporary reviews of this there have there have been there have been some modern reviews uh, uh, uh of this game over the last several years and yeah, most of them, most of them rank the game, uh, most of them rank, most of them uh, rank the game solidly, solidly in like mid territory. They give the game anywhere from like two to three, you know, two to three out of five stars. Gotcha. So just like, you know, like very run of the mill, typical platformer stuff. Pretty much what so, we were saying. <laughs> right. So price is interesting for this game because it's like, um, usually, usually with uncommon games like this, they command high prices. But see, the thing about, but, but see, the thing about like, the thing about rare games is that if nobody if nobody appreciates the game being rare, i.e. nobody wants the game, the price the price the price is not gonna reflect the game being rare, even the game is rare, that makes sense. So it's like even though this game I'm sure is not very common, the prices the prices of this game are, are very low because they're very low because I are very low because I don't think many people uh, um, you know many folks go out many folks are out, out there hunting for it on eBay. Right. So um there are copies that there, you know, you know, there are copies of the game like easy to find. I found twenty-seven copies of this game like being sold right now, currently as the time as the time doing research. Ten copies, ten copies that, that recently sold. Uh, card only is very cheap. Uh, CIB is where it gets a bit more pricey, the pricier, but the pricier, but that's typical for like Super NES games. Uh, these prices, these prices all include shipping, shipping, for shipping. By the way, um, if you, like bought this game card only. Prices, the prices, prices, the prices range where the prices that sold copies range from 750 to ten dollars to ten dollars and ten dollars and seventy five cents. So, which for a super cheap. NES game, it's not it, bad. It's, it's cheap, yes. So CIB even is not that bad. CIB, the CIB price, the CIB prices like range wildly depending upon how uh, depending upon how depending upon how. Like how good a quality the quality of the copy is. Right. CIB copy CIB CIB copies range sold anywhere from thirty dollars all the way uh, all the way up to hundred all the way up to hundred thirty five dollars. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So CIB, but CIB pricing it tends to be tends to be more expensive for expensive for to expensive anyway. So those prices those prices still are not that crazy. Yeah. No. Not at all. So yeah. So. Uh, always fun to yes, yeah, so always fun to check out like a you know uh, um, check out to check out to check out a hidden game in the system I, I really didn't know about. So um, like I said, not a bad game, uh, not a great game I think, but you know <laughs> the, um, you know a very you know uh, you know for what it is a very decent basic platformer game. So right. um, I imagine I imagine so uh, from what I saw the gameplay the gameplay uh, the gameplay of the other Dark Frank games the, the you look very similar, so they're probably they're like they're probably you know, like they're probably kind of the same formula as this one is. Right. 
the uh, the video I saw in like the Game Boy version, he was just throwing lightning bolts. But mm, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So uh, yep, a decent game. Uh, you have any you have any final thoughts about the game or uh, Iron? You have like memories or uh, memories or memory stories, or whatnot that you want to share about it, Randy? Not really, other than just it, it. The box art for the game looked really cool, which is what the box. The, yeah, the box art is nice. Yes, I forgot to mention that. It's a good call. So the box art's very like graphical. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it's like I said. Other, if I hadn't played it in my childhood, like I said before, I probably wouldn't really go after it consciously right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. So not that platformer for kids, though. I think I. I mean, I think it's like a pretty like. Um, uh, you know, pretty good old school platformer uh, game as far as like, you know, like, um, you know, yeah, wins are concerned. So it has that going forward. Right. So anyway, um, we thank you as always for listening to the podcast. Um, if you have any questions, feedback, comments, or, or comments, etc., feel free to check us out either on a Facebook or a Facebook page, or you can also send me an email if you want to. The email for that is the, um, the email for that is the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. We also we also have a Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash the SNES podcast. Or if it's a little dark month, you can get some cool perks that just being shouted out in the episode. Like I'm doing right now for um, for Corey and David. Thank you very much, guys, for your uh, the, the guys for your support. Uh, you can also get perks as perks such as such early access to the podcast uh, or being able to dictate the game for us. So. Um, uh, so, uh, Randy, uh, you have a podcast, too, that you're on, right? Yeah, so I'm a co-host on the uh, Canned Air podcast. Um, it handles, or we focus on uh, comics and pop culture. Um, okay. So we've, they've been in, we're syndicated now on a, a Cuyahoga Valley uh, radio network. Um, oh, cool. But uh, we've been about around about six years. Um, I just joined about a year ago. Um but yeah, it's it's a little bit more adult oriented than you know, not as family friendly as this podcast is. But uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. What's what's something that, what's something that you covered recently that you think the listeners the listeners of this podcast might be interested in? So uh, we just had the creator of uh, Chacon the Forever Man, uh, Robert Krauss, on. Um, we do a lot of indie uh, guests as well as uh, some celebrities. Like we had the voice of uh, Bowser, uh, the. Uh, the new okay yeah um, okay okay yep okay so yeah it just Mm. it's a little bit different every week and we usually take like a a topic from pop culture like uh you know our favorite uh sci-fi movies or our favorite uh villains uh stuff like that and we just talk about it and for about 40 minutes and then uh spend about 20 minutes talking to our guest so cool okay and we're and where can the podcast be found out? Uh, just go to www.candairpodcast.com. Cool. Awesome. Uh, anything else that you're working on that you want to plug? So um, I'm a co-organizer for the Torg Gaming Expo here in Central Ohio. Uh, it's a big uh, video game toy comic uh, podcast okay. and cosplay okay. yep. uh, convention that's going to be held uh, May 30th of this year. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, um, well, uh, well, Randy, I want to thank you again very much for taking the time to be on the podcast. 
Um, as I mentioned before, Randy R- Randy was one of three people who expressed interest expressed interest in taking t- taking David uh, taking David. Yeah, I'll be okay. I I keep thinking like David and George mixed up today. Duh. Um, they interested in interested in taking George's place uh, place on the podcast. Um, I'm hoping to make a decision. To, uh, hoping to make a decision, a decision decision on that soon. Uh, because of that, uh, because of that, I, I can't really give any details of other details of the, of the next episode. So, uh, you know, like stay tuned. Uh, you know, we will, um, you know, we will, we will, we will hash that out again shortly and get the, and shortly and get the podcast back into a more, uh, regular established scheduled routine. So I appreciate everybody, I appreciate everybody, I appreciate everybody's patience out there while we go through these like growing pains. Uh, you know, you know, shifting through, like, you know, like, you know, going through coach or coach organizations is, uh, you know, it's never, it's never a fun or it's never a fun, like, an easy, uh, you know, you know, like an easy process. So, uh, but we will be back at you shortly. With another episode, um, Randy, as I said before, thank you very much for thank you like for taking the time to be on the podcast with us. I will, I will always appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. Sorry for the technical so, issues. <laughs> yep, yeah, yep, no problem. So, regardless of what happens, Randy, uh, Randy, I'm sure, Randy, I'm sure, like we'll be back in the podcast later on. Um, I you know so like so like like like, like look forward to hearing like more from him. So, uh, thank you again. So thank you again, everybody, for for listening as always. And take care of yourselves. Uh, We'll catch you again soon. Thanks, everyone. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep power.